earliest flowering plants, the, the earliest angiosperms, came about 130 million years ago, so relatively recent history back in the Cretaceous. And if we were to compress the Earth's history to about an hour, flowering plants would exist for only the last 90 seconds, so a very small piece of Earth's history. But in that time, they changed the face of the planet. We see fossil plants from coast to coast in Canada and around the world, and we see a lot of them from our Eocene sites. So from our beautiful lake bed sites, we see the leaves um, preserved that have died on the surface and gone down to the bottom in an island arc across BC. We also see them in Axel Heiberg and the Ellesmere Island in the Canadian Ar Arctic. The earliest angiosperms developed advantages over their contemporary uh, peers. So they had rapid reproductive cycles, which meant they were highly efficient to adapting to their local environment. And they, these modifications um, attracted pollinators. So the flowers attracted insect pollinators and early bees, which was very advantageous to the many habitats. The interaction between plants and pollinators has been a driving force between the astounding diversification of both flowering plants and insects. Some of the earliest flowering plants in, are found in northern BC, in northern British Columbia, in the cold fields. We see late Cretaceous, so roughly 101 to 66 million year old floras of the Dawson Creek area and Milk River from Alberta, revealing increasing dominance of angiosperms. By the end of the Cretaceous, the climate had cooled and inland seas that had been covering much of Western Canada drained and dinosaurs became extinct. So this is the uh, extinction event we saw at the 65 million year old mark where a huge meteor landed in Mexico and pushed up dust and soot into the atmosphere and we see a lot of the plants die out but by the Eocene so by 52 million years ago we see a resurgence of these plants so in the Maccabee fossil beds which are in um, British Columbia near the town of Cache Creek if you want to go on Google Earth we start seeing cypress and ginkgo, fir, spruce, pine, alder and birch, dogwood and beech, and a lot of the flowering plants. We also see beautiful uh, fossiliferous plants in the Eocene, in the Eocene deposits near Princeton. So we see Florisantia starting to bloom and a recovery from that extinction event. In the early Paleogene, which is roughly 66 to 56 million years ago, we enter the age of mammals. And those mammals wouldn't have existed or uh, thrived if not for the plants. So some were meat eaters and some were omnivores that ate a bit of both, and some were herbivores. So we enter the, the age of mammals and we also see a rise of our modern flora. So we see flowering plants and we see prolific fossil sites um, with plants, fruits, and seeds. We see them in the Messel pits in Germany. We also see them around the globe. So in the early Paleogene, um, we see fossil evidence in much of Alberta, Red Deer, um, the Red Deer River, Lake Wabadan in the coal fields, 
um, the cold valley cold fields and we also see them in southern Saskatchewan. So for these floras to exist, they needed a, an environment that was uh, friendly to them and so the conditions and the dust and soot in the air from the 65 million year old extinction were starting to um, calm down and we begin to see an expansion of the flowering plants and we see members of sycamore, birch, the walnut family starting to become abundant around the world. We also see fossil plants like the katsuras and Don redwood, um, now native to only southeastern Asia, but we see them in the fossil record. In Maccabee, which is about 52 million years old, which is a lake bed site. So there's a series of lake bed sites in British Columbia that extend from Smithers and kind of this right-handed arc through Maccabee and down through Princeton and down to Washington State. We see cypress, ginkgo, fir, spruce, um, alder, birch, witch hazel, uh, sassafras beginning to expand throughout the world. Over 40 million years ago, so still during the Eocene, we see tall groups of, of forests living in the Arctic in northern BC. So that speaks to a warmer client when the world was a different place. We see a varietal of species um, expanding in the world post uh, 65 million year old extinction. So 65 million years ago, the meteor hit and fog and smoke and soot hit the air and then it began to calm down and we begin to see the expansion of both trees that we recognize from modern species and also known flowering plants. And um, during the Cretaceous, that was a difficult time for plants, but then they began to do quite well. Um, by 52 million years ago, we begin to see um, Chinese fir, dawn, redwood, cypress, ginkgo, uh, spruce, pine, yew, nutmeg, uh, dogwood, beech. So we begin to see a variety of trees that we recognize today. And then in places like Princeton that are still around that same, so they're all Eocene, we begin to see flowering plants like Florisantia and other flowering plants uh, blanketing the forest floors. One of the reasons we see such exceptional preservation in the Eocene lakes in British Columbia is that the groaning earth pressured by the collision of tectonic plates produced a series of uh, volcanic eruptions around the Pacific Northwest. And these spouty volcanoes blew a fine grained ash into the atmosphere and it rained down on the land. So from Smithers through the Nicola Valley, and uh, Maccabee and Princeton and down through Republic, we see this fine ash landing in lakes and preserving both the fossils, the, uh, the trees and the leaves, but also the insects and fish and other invertebrates that were living in the lake um, in a wonderful, wonderful uh, layer of ash. That ash washed into the lakes and because of its texture and possibly because of low water oxygen levels at the bottoms uh, of those lakes, the dead remains of plants and invertebrates and fish, um, some in wonderful detail with uh, fascinating and well-preserved flora, um, are revealed today 
with amazing preservation. So near the town of Princeton in British Columbia, we see the results of that fine ash in many of the fossil exposures. We see it at Maccabee and in the Allenby Formation at Princeton and up through to Republic. And there's some amazing specimens. So I'll post about those in one of the upcoming um, Fossil Huntress uh, blogs. I'll also post about several species of fossilized insects that can be found in the area and rare occasional fossil flowers from our beautiful angiosperms and small perfectly preserved fish. There's more than 50 flowers that have been reported from the Princeton shirt and those Eocene exposures and I found many of them myself and I will share in a fossil, a virtual fossil field trip, how you can go and find them yourself. And you can enjoy the rise of the angiosperms at the end of your hammer. Thanks so much for listening.